This is an audio story for the digital edition of Landscape Magazine. I'm Lauren Cabrera, and in this episode, we're talking about Bushrangers. Bushrangers WA is a cadet program. It's part of the wider Cadets WA program that's facilitated by the Department of Communities. Bushrangers is coordinated by the DBCA, Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions, and it empowers young people in high school to play and discover the importance of conserving Western Australia's unique biodiversity. Today I'm joined by Andrew Paul, the chaplain at Mount Lawley Senior High School. When Andrew caught wind that the Environment and Youth Ministers had launched a new conservation cadet scheme for WA youth, he stopped the principal halfway down the stairs to put his hand up to be the cadet unit leader for the school. 25 years later, Andrew still proudly holds the position and has grown Mount Lawley Bushranger Cadet Unit from nine cadets to 125 today. Welcome, Andrew. Thank you very much. Tell me about that day when you came flying down the stairs and stopped the principal and put your hand up to be the Bushrangers cadet unit leader. Well, I, I didn't know that it was like the ministers and it was all these different sorts of things. <laughs> it was just standing up there and saying that uh, there was funding available for doing programs. Right. And you don't get funding available for doing programs very often, <laughs> so I was quite interested in finding out a little bit more. So I don't know that I realised the journey that I was beginning. Right. Um, but I did get in there and, and chatted to him halfway down the stairs and he, he looked at me and he said, I knew you'd be the one, Andrew. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. So you'd heard of the police rangers and the fire rangers and all that and thought I, I bush think rangers. I, I think I'd heard of the military cadets, right. the army, and I'd done that when I was at high school, you know, army cadets. Right. Cadets, but um, I don't know that I'd really heard much about all these new styles. And then when he started to talk about bush ranger cadets and the fact that it's to do with the environment and stuff, I'm going, that's far more interesting. <laughs> so, yeah. so what did you know and what did you find out? Well, at the time, yeah. I didn't know very much at all. So <laughs> there was funding available, you could do programs. And I, I was trying to run um, uh, like hiking camps for just students who were interested at the school uh, along the Bibbulmun track. And I called it Expedition Wow. And I was borrowing rucksacks off people that I knew. I was um, buying myself some first aider kits um, and I was charging people so that I could pay for the bus. Uh, and they had to bring their own food. So I'd done a few trips like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a bit serendipitous that this came on because it's an organic progression from what oh, you were already com- doing. Completely, yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I'd, I'd done a lot of vacation camping programs and things and I could see how beneficial camping is. Um, yeah, so, and then to have the opportunity to get some funding and get some equipment and proper first aid stuff and to be able to pay for buses and buy food for people rather than having them to do everything. Right. Was, um, Fantastic. So what is Bushrangers WA? Um, uh, look, I've, I've been in education for a long time. I've been a chaplain for over 30 years. Um, and I have to say that cadets, and I'm particularly Bushranger cadets because that's my experience, would be the best program I've come across for young people that hits the average kid. Right. It's not aimed at um, behaviour problems. It's not aimed at gifts and talents of students um, who tend to be the, the two groups that get a lot of that sort of stuff. Right. It just hits every single kid. So whether you're um, really clever or a bit of a behaviour problem or if you're just that kid who just cruises through school and a lot of people don't notice, mm-hmm. um, this program is aimed at you. So there's a couple of elements to it, isn't there? There's the camping side of it yeah. where you guys go out and explore and be in nature. And what else is there? Well, we meet every Monday after school, mm-hmm. so we, we do that for two hours every week. And so it's an opportunity for uh, us to go through some training stuff, so to show them how to use the camping equipment. Right. We do some basic first aid stuff. We talk to them about the environment. Um, we had 
um, Clota from you know the Flatback Turtle program yeah. about a week ago. She came in and, and talked to them about some of the programs that they're doing there. Um, so it enables us to do that, but it's also an opportunity for our older cadets who are a bit experienced to practice some leadership. Right. So we do that. And then we go camping once a term usually. Mm-hmm. Um, and then usually once a year we do a bigger camp, which is for, and, and those once a term camps are for the whole cadet unit. Uh, and then once a year we probably do a longer camp with uh, some of the more older experienced cadets as well. Great. So is it similar to Scouts in that sense where there's the learning part of it and then the going out and practising part of it, but you don't earn badges? Well, I've never done Scouts, so I don't know <laughs> I can do a, a direct comparison and stuff. We don't have badges. Um, uh, it's interesting, though. We've, we've been going for 25 years in our cadet unit, and so we've got our own kind of uh, little bits and pieces, like um, the dark green shirt that I'm wearing is mm-hmm. kind of the shirt that we use for our senior cadets. Right. Um, and they all want one because it shows that you're a senior cadet and you right. know what you're doing. Um, but the kind of the rules we've got for getting it are you don't get one unless you deserve it and you don't get one unless you ask for it. Right. <laughs> so they kind of, oh, what is it, they, they self-select. Mm-hmm. You know, so if, they, if they don't think they kind of deserve it, they probably don't do it. And some people leave it far too late and others might go a little bit too early. But, you know, they, they've got to build up their courage to sort of say, no, I think I can step into this role now. Oh, that's really cool. So oh, they get very excited when they <laughs> So um, I read that cadets, I'm sorry, Bush Rangers cadets has the highest uh, participation rate of Aboriginal cadets as well as female cadets. Is that true? Oh, absolutely. That's what I've been hearing for a long time. So, and you know, you, you talk to some of the leaders for some of the, the groups out in the country. Right. Um, and yeah, they've got a, a lot of Aboriginal kids involved, um, you know, particularly in some of those further out sort of areas or whatever. Um, but uh, our cadet units, um, for a long time, I think, had slightly more girls than boys. Wow. So, um, and it's just fantastic to see them just getting involved and getting dirty and getting yeah. involved in leadership and, and yeah, having a go. Because I guess learning through nature, understanding the environment is something that connects us all. Oh, absolutely, yeah. You get outside and, you know, it's a beautiful sunset or something like that. Everyone looks at it and goes, wow. It's mm-hmm. not like you've got some kid looking at it and going, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> they, they all, they're all pretty amazed by it, so... They might not tell you that they're amazed by it, yes. but they are all amazed by it. So. so in 25 years, you would have seen a change or two. Uh, was the internet around when you started? Have you got the use of technology out in the bush, or do you go straight analogue? Uh, we were carving stuff back in the old days just on rocks. What technology do we use these days? Yeah. Well, I mean, we take cameras. Um, we try and like do a lot of video stuff so that we can do some shameless self-promotion when we get back. Excellent. um, Show the other people what's involved and show the staff what's involved. And I need to get um, instructors involved so they need to see how much fun we're having and what sort of places we're going to. But Mm -hmm. um, technology-wise, they they leave their phones behind. Great. So um, we've done some of our longer trips where we go up into the Pilbara or whatever. And uh, at times, you know, we've had problems. You know, you go through a town and they're all on their phones and stuff. Yeah taken them all off them and locked them away somewhere and sort of said just enjoy it guys and uh, a couple of times after we've done that once or twice we went out on a camp and we said oh look come on guys just give us your phones we'll just get it out of the way just at the beginning of camp and half of them hadn't even brought their phones oh wow so you know teenagers not bringing their phones I know amazing they were just saying I don't need it you know I'm, I'm here to enjoy it and focus on where we are and what we're doing and the people that we're with which is the whole intent and all, all you do is you just pick a place where there's no phone coverage. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Job done. Yeah, job done. Yeah, they can play a phone out. It doesn't work anymore. So. <laughs> so although you say that bushrangers isn't targeted at kids that are um, having trouble at school or anything like that, but have you seen some real kids um, go through a real quantifiable change after going through the bushrangers program or being out on a camp and face some difficulties and it's really changed them? Oh, look, absolutely, and at different levels as well. You know, I, I, I can think of stories about some, some guys who are really clever, um, very good mathematicians, mm-hmm. very high marks and stuff. Um, and cadets was an opportunity for them to um, reset almost. Yeah. Uh, in fact, a lot of them say that they reset halfway through the term when they go on camp. But, you know, it was a, their opportunity to they study hard, they work hard, but they come on cadets and, and they uh, on a camp or something and they're just able to enjoy it and get out into nature and reset so that they can study harder when they, they get back to school. Because that must be a big part of their identity, being the smart person, the nerd, the studious academic, and then they can be someone else in the bush. I'm never going to say yes, though, when a nerd, because that's <laughs> you would suggest that. So, Isn't being a nerd cool these days? Well, yeah, yeah, I'll probably nerd myself. <laughs> so. But, um, yeah, the, the, it's, yeah being, being part of cadets is, is interesting because um, early on, I think we were seen as, um, like, kind of nerdy kids, like people yeah. who... Like, why would anyone want to do it? Mm-hmm. And then I think we got a bit of promotion up to sort of say, well, this is where we're going and this is what we're doing. Awesome. People sort of started to come along. Yeah. And now they look at it and they realise we go to some pretty epic spots. So, but, you know, they still get hassled out at times to say, well, why are you still doing cadets or whatever? Really? But, um, yeah, but they, they turn around and say, well, because I have a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, I get to go to these amazing places, so and I learn a lot. So. Yeah, I upsell down a cliff face, no big deal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, the, you, you clever kids um, have a good experiences. I've, I've, I've had a, a bunch of people who um, are not succeeding at school. Right. You know, they, they struggle in classes, they, they don't get great marks, but they have success in cadets. Right, and you know, I, I don't, I don't teach them, so I don't know how well a lot of them go in a lot of their classes and things. But um, I've, I've uh, talked to people back at school when they're sort of saying, "Oh, we're having problems with this person or this person or whatever," and I'm going, "Oh, really? Because the cadets, they're amazing. They're, they're a leader. You know, they're teaching the younger kids how to do these sorts of things." I love that. And the other staff are going, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and how good for their confidence. Oh, it is. It gives them a success. You know, yeah. we've, we've, we've had all sorts of people over the years go off and you know use the experiences that they've they've learned at cadets. Um, yeah. Uh, in their lives afterwards because the stuff that they learn being involved in, in camping programs and, and leadership is, is kind of those soft skills that are very employable. You know, mm-hmm. it's how do you work with a group? How do you yes. deal with difficult situations? Um, how, what, you know, developing resilience, um, teaching yourself new tasks or new things. So, it's, you know, they don't always learn how to add up at cadets. <laughs> we do do a bit of that. But, uh, but it just teaches them those things that make them a, a better and more employable person, I think, as well. Yeah, better citizen of the planet, really. Yeah, yeah. So over... We're we do everything. <laughs> <laughs> so over 25 years, um, that's, a, that's a big amount of time. Have you seen that kids are different these days or once they get out on camp, the kids are just kids? Uh, are they different? Well, <laughs> the funny thing is that they weren't even born when I started the ones that I've got now these days. In fact, their parents hadn't met each other. Yeah, that's true. Stuff. But, uh, uh, in fact, I think yeah, no, it's a it's a long time. The kids are kids are kids in many respects because they're they're the same. They're going through the same stuff. It's that that whole adolescent process. Yes, um, they're learning about themselves. Um, they're starting to understand the way that they interact and relate to other people, um, and that was the same twenty five years ago as it is today. Um, we're probably a little bit better at looking out for them and um, being a bit more aware of what's going through their heads and stuff because yeah. there's a lot more research and there's a lot more 
um, study perhaps or, or, or learning that, that I've done and other staff have done that help us do it better yep. perhaps. Um, but, yeah. And what are some of the places that you've been to around WA? Around WA? We've, we've been to a lot of different places. Um, obviously the southwest corner because it's so accessible. Yes. Place. A lot of our um, whole unit camps, mm-hmm. uh, which are only like uh, you know, three or four days, so you know you spend a day getting there and you have a couple of days of camp and then yep. you spend a day getting back. Um, the southwest corner is, is the larger spot, part of where we do a lot of our camps. But we've gone you know, through the wheat belt. Um, we've gone a couple of times out to the gold fields, although that's a very long drive. Um, we've gone up to places like Calbarry even on these um, whole unit camps. Cool. Um, so that's that sort of, you know, if you're within a, a certain distance like that, then you can pull up a camp. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, our longer camps um, where we go away up to 12 days or something. Wow. Um, we've gone up to the Pilbara a number of times. So um, we've done a lot of camps at Shark Bay, mm-hmm. uh, which is just magnificent in for so many reasons. Um, uh, uh, Ningaloo, you know, that whole coast, Cape Branch National Park. Um, Karajini is always a, fa- a favourite um, mm-hmm. for the cadets. Um, and we've been to Millstream a few times. So as we've done that, we've you know come back through Karatha at Marajuga National Park. And Gorgeous. All that sort of stuff. So it's, you know, Western Australia's got so much to see and such a, a beautiful landscape and you know such variety as well yes absolutely you know, the big forests down south to the gorges up north yeah yeah you know, and beaches everywhere it's like why wouldn't you want to go and see all these things we're pretty lucky and then when the kids are out there there's obviously fun activities rock climbing abseiling all that kind of stuff but do you do conservation activities you said you can't remember how much rubbish you've picked up your entire life it would have been tons and tons of it yeah well we don't actually do a lot of rock climbing and abseiling oh when we go to these places um we, we tend to go and, and look and we do walk trials and things but, cool um, the reason that we go to a lot of these places is to do some conservation work right so um uh, you know, the, the longer trips, some of them are with the, the experiences that are offered by um, uh, the Parks and Wildlife staff out in the region. So mm-hmm. um, Shark Bay do an experience, um, uh, Ningaloo people do an experience, um, Millstream do an experience. So the idea is that we go into that region and we spend five days working with a ranger. Cool. So the ranger or the rangers um, will have a series of activities. Um, uh, places like Cape Range, that'll probably be a whole range of different things from, you know, collecting some weeds to... Um, doing some monitoring of something or picking up rubbish. Um, if you go to Millstream, you're basically in Jindawaranapal pulling weeds out. Yeah. <laughs> you do that for five days. Um, but the cadets go up there knowing that that's what we're going to do yeah. and that's what they want to do. They want to. Um, one of the most common things I hear from them is that they want to give back to the environment and they really enjoy the fact that they get to give back to the environment. And they so, see firsthand what conservation officers do on the ground. They do and they get to meet them and they get to know them and they get to... Um, be there in the environment that these people work in mm-hmm. so they can understand it a little bit better and they get to ask them questions. I love that. So, um, and I, I can just remember, you know, a couple of guys from Shark Bay who've particularly been fabulous over the years. Um, you know, you're just out there and we're, we're doing brushing. We did a really big brushing project there a year or two ago. Um, What's brushing? Brushing is when they, um, uh, you go along a, a four-wheel drive track and mm-hmm. they cut off all of our, you know, overhanging branches and things. Right. Um, we throw it onto the back of the, the utes or the, the trailers and stuff and then we uh, drag it to another location and they lay it down over the sandy areas. So right. to erosion know, control. brush out a track or mm. prevent erosion on a sand dune or something. So it's, it's very, um, uh, it's difficult work and it's hard work and it takes a long time to do mm-hmm. it. 
Um, but you know, you just have a bit of a break or something like that, and you've you've got the ranger, you know, just with his little penknife out, and he's just showing them one of the fruits. Yeah. It's coming off one of the branches that we've just chopped off, and something, and sort of, you know, this is what what it's all about, and this is how it germinates and stuff. And so That's so cool. The kind of learning instead of standing in a classroom with yeah. a, a PowerPoint up on a screen, yeah, and a teacher telling them about it, they're actually literally in the environment, looking at it, seeing it in his hand. They've got the dust on their own hands. Yeah. They get to understand it in such a a, a much more deeper way. I love that. And do a hard day's work and that dinner's going to taste even better. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which they cook as well, too. <laughs> this is great. So, well, I mean, that's one of the things our cadet unit has, has really been big on. We don't we don't lay everything on for them. Right. They, they do all the organisation. They do all of the, so the cool. planning. Um, they, do, they do the cooking. Um, you know, we obviously help them and show them how to do it and make sure they're doing safely and things. But, um, you know, they're making sure that we've purchased everything that we need to take. They're making sure that we've got the right number of um, tarps that we're using as our tents, um, all these things. So. Oh, there's really... It's... It also means that if they get something wrong, then I can blame them. <laughs> <laughs> so after, and I keep saying it, but after 25 years, you would um, become quite well known in the regions with some of the rangers. Uh, is it always the case where you are calling somebody up saying, hey, we're thinking you're having a camp at your place, what do you think? Or is it even getting to the point now where people call you and say, do you reckon the kids could come up for a week because we want to do this program and we could use their help? Uh, but they haven't quite been doing that, <laughs> like calling us and saying, hey, we, we need to book you or something like that. So um, we haven't done those sorts of things. But um, yeah, we've been we've been blessed at times to, to ring up places and they know it's our particular unit coming. Yeah. Mount Lawley's been there before. Um, we've, we've always tried to foster a culture of trying to exceed expectations. Mm-hmm. So um, I've been telling for years that, you know, you go into an area and the ranger's going to say, oh, bunch of teenagers, <laughs> what, what work we're going to get out of those? And I'm saying, well, here's a challenge for you guys. Yeah? If you're going to go in there and you're going to help out this ranger, you're going to show them that uh, you guys are not just a bunch of dumb teenagers on your mobile phones. Yeah. Like, go and show them that you actually know how to do some work and, and exceed their expectations. And um, I think every time we've done it, they've they've exceeded the expectations. So uh, when we ring up, you know, a year or two later and say, hey, can we come back? Um, we're often met with a, a positive response to say, look, we know when you guys come here, you're going to do a good job. So, oh, that's great. Yeah, it pays off in the long run. That's yeah. another thing that they learn as well. You know, you put in a good good bit of work and you, you treat people well, they'll have you back. Yeah. And my last question, what keeps you coming back year after year? Oh, what keeps me coming back? Um, the people. I so, love that. Oh, easily the people. So, I mean, the places are fabulous and all of that stuff. But um, the the staff that I work with, the instructors that I have, who um, are just magnificent people, and they share uh, an enthusiasm for um, young people and the environment, and bringing those sort of two things together. Um, those guys are just magnificent to work with, um, and the cadets just to see their faces when they get out into <laughs> some of these places, um, and to see the growth um, for somebody who's a year seven who's like got big wide eyes and going oh, wow, I'm terrified, it's raining, what do I do now? Um, through to somebody who's, you know, by the time they're at year 11, um, and they're showing the year sevens how to live in the environment and how to cope with things. Um, and just to see that that growth that they have developed over that period of time is just so um, encouraging and satisfying and it gives you the, the motivation to keep going. Oh, that's so fantastic. Thanks so much for joining me today, Andrew. It's been such a pleasure speaking with you. Cool. Thanks for having me. This year, Bushrangers WA is proudly celebrating 25 years of successfully empowering young people to play an active role in the conservation of Western Australia's natural environment. 
through practical hands-on experiences like some of those that Andrew has spoken with us about today. If you'd like to know more about Bushrangers WA or the broader Cadets WA program, you can read all about it in the latest edition of Landscope magazine, out now in stores and online. This audio story was brought to you by Landscope magazine, published by Western Australia's Department of Biodiversity, Conservation and Attractions. For more information and to subscribe to the print edition of the magazine, visit shop.dbca.wa.gov.au.